0: Welcome to What's the Buzz, a podcast in which friends talk about issues and interests from around the world.
1: Okay, welcome to... Uh, Monday, it's ten o'clock in the evening, and we're recording. What's the buzz? Episode three. We've decided that the Twitter thing is kind of—it's kind of slightly dumb, and nobody really cares about trends anymore. I, I don't really—I don't even know why we did it in the first two episodes, but Tracy and I decided that it'd be more fun to watch Phil rant and rave because Phil is a is an addition to the show, and you know he has a lot of energy. So,
0: the 9/11 World Trade Center attacks kind of formed a uh, great. Atrocities in their own right—they're a horrific tragedy. You don't get me wrong on that, but they never achieved any real long-term goals. Performing that, I mean, all said and done, they only succeeded in making air travel a headache for the average tra- traveler and getting their asses bombed back to the Stone Age. I'm surprised the group didn't actually try passing blame off on another group or government to misdirect the misdirected ass kicking coming their way. Terrorism. When perform right can bring entire governments and societies to their knees, usually guerrilla warfare, car bombings, random sniping, anything of that sort. They were used by terrorist groups heavily in the past, and they're among the main reasons they are so feared in Africa and the Middle East. If the same 19-something agents that hijacked those planes in our country instead acted like the Beltway Sniper or saboteurs from World War II they would have probably been far more devastating and disruptive to our culture as a whole. Uh, Personally, I think despite having CIA training from the U.S. government used to help kick Russia out of Afghanistan, it did nothing to help educate how war and politics are played. In fact, al-Qaeda as a whole behaved like nothing more than a bunch of armed thugs with a little more power and no idea how to use it.
1: Well, you know, al-Qaeda, they really... I mean, one of the theories is that Al-Qaeda doesn't even really exist, or they're just being passed blame, like the Bush administration just passed blame on a bunch of thugs and, and talked about it like it was some organized, you know, underground society, like in Assassin's Creed, when it's really, they're really no more than just a bunch of fucking thugs that are pissed off at the world and don't like the way we do things, you know?
0: Or don't like the whole world as it is, works, because they, it's not just America they've bombed. They've done bombings and, and uh, terrorist-related activities throughout the world. Well,
1: that's like that's like comparing it to the... I'm sorry, that's like, you know, like the bombings that happened in 2005 in England, the, the subway bombings? That wasn't Al-Qaeda. But it might as well have been because it's, it's still an organizi- organized bombing, and in my opinion, they worked better than Al-Qaeda. <laughs> I mean, it was still a tragedy, but... Yeah. Well, speaking of news, the... Uh... Stop Online Piracy Act that everyone's feared will destroy the internet as we know it has been set in for div- for revisions again. <laughs> yeah, they're um, they're thinking of uh, revising it v- so vague that it'll say piracy is bad. I assume they'll revise it to say piracy is bad. So anyone that's just dis- displaying, you know, copyrighted content or anything along those lines, it's. You know, sites like YouTube, Facebook, anything with user-generated content is, is pretty much they're done
0: for. If any, you remember on the internet seeing censor bars and things that said "government ban imminent" in the last couple of weeks. There was websites that partook in. I can't remember exactly which day it was. It was Internet Censor Day. It
1: was um the stop on dot org that this thing where they had people participate in the in the pretend censorship thing to convey to their audience this is a big deal. You know, it hurts the internet as a whole. And you know, piracy—it's a subject that's very sensitive. Like on the other hand, you got people who don't want to pay for stuff because they don't have the money. And in the in this kind of economy, it's—you don't have the money to go out and, and buy a sixty-dollar game every two weeks. That if you're an avid video game player, you don't have the money to spend ten dollars at a movie theater per person. It's easier to just download it, and you're saving money. And if they if they lowered their prices, I'm sure a lot more people would stop downloading stuff
0: and stop EA from sho- from putting shovelware out at 69.95 a pop. Uh, Duke Nukem Forever, anybody?
1: Speaking of EA, remember that stupid um, what was that game that they came out with where they made pretend protesters?
0: Dante's Inferno
1: they're that they're that obsessed with with getting an audience that they don't have like nobody in the game community respects them anymore I mean do you know anybody who I mean they bought the licensing for the NFL they don't have any real they don't have any real good titles anymore it's just NFL Madden 2011 2012 2013 2014 every year and it's like here give me $60 and then I'll pump out this game, and then next year, buy the new game, and the new game. And, and what's the fucking point? Why can't we just, why can't EA just have one of those games where it's it's a huge title, and then they just upgrade it over the, the online systems that game systems have, you know?
0: Which is why we were both stunned when we found out that the NFL, bl- sorry, NFL doesn't apply anymore because they don't have the license anymore, but the uh, the football Blitz series is still going. The
1: Blitz franchise, I remember playing that on the PlayStation and I remember playing it on the 64 too. I mean, it's that was it was and it was actually a fun game because it wasn't realistic and you can do whatever you want. and That's where that game shined. I am pretty disappointed that
0: same with Blitz 2 on too. I have good memories on the Nintendo 64 with that one.
1: And you know, it's like they're in their and EA EA is pretty they're pretty hostile towards copyright infringement too because like I said, they bought up all the they bought up all the licensing for NFL for their video games. So nobody else is allowed to make a video game based on the NFL. So really, no one can compete with them. And that's essentially what the bill would do, folks. It basically says if you're, if you're a big website and some indie website comes up and is like, well, hey, I made this cool product and, oh, lots of people are liking it and we're starting to get big, well, say you make a make a clone to Facebook. That's better than Facebook and they, you do identity right and you can be who you are and you don't have to... You don't have to pretend you're somebody you're not and Facebook comes along, Well this is a threat to our to our environment and we're gonna claim you for copyright infringement and now your site's gone.
0: Yeah, and since this sofa bill essentially allowed them to go around due process, your website would be shut down so you could prove to the courts that your site was legitimate, which if you think about it, guilty until proven innocent.
1: It's 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 ridiculous, Phil.
0: Which is not how our government Or at least the court systems work, anyway, in this country.
1: I think you're famous for saying... You haven't said it on the cast yet, but you're famous for saying sledgehammer approach. Why don't you explain to our audience what that means?
0: Like, Sofa Act was not... It hits everything so broad that it rips up all the the old rules of the internet. I mean... The SOFA Act also made it so if the site owner, if someone posted illegal content, let's say you own a website, and someone whipped child porn out of every forum page that they could possibly do, you're responsible for that now under the SOFA Act. You are just as responsible for the child porn as the person who threw it up on your site. You didn't want it there, even though your policy says you can't have it there. You're still liable.
1: And Phil, I can tell you're really passionate about this, but... I have to correct. I have to correct you because I'm kind of a stickler when it comes to that. But you, you've been saying sofa and the sofa. If it was a sofa bill, I'm sure, I'm sure Congress will would, would justify oh, well, it. Oh, it's it's it, it'll create sofas, so it's good or something.
0: They call it the sofa act. Yeah, SOPA. I just say SOPA for now on then.
1: <laughs> Speaking of technology, Microsoft is for the first time actually allowing open source software. Because uh, Windows 8 is actually going to have a Software Center, so Microsoft is is basically inviting open source, which is weird because usage in the GPL, which is the the GNU, sorry, Richard Stallman would have my nuts, the general, the GNU General Public License, has been in decline from 61% usage in all open source software to 57. So I don't know what's going on, but apparently Microsoft is going to allow it. Because Apple, actually, when Lion came out, they they decided to um, remove programs and software that 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 clash with their their uh, software licenses. So maybe Microsoft's actually doing a good thing this time.
0: Or they might set it up so that you have to pay to put your program up. You may be allowed free software, but you still have to pay Microsoft to do it.
1: They've always been. They've always given open source software an ultimatum. Like when Linux was in its infancy, Steve Ballmer went on the record and talked about how open source software was a leech to the professional society or whatever, or the professional software society or something like that. Basically, turned a bunch of um, a bunch of people who didn't even know what Linux GNU Linux was or the open source software movement was, basically turning against him. And and free software is a good thing, you know.
0: If you think about software as a whole, it's nothing more than written lines of code. I mean, Mike, you can do that with my twenty-five-year-old Commodore sixty-four still, and write essentially a product with. Yeah,
1: you could install. You can install the Linux kernel or, and some sort of bare bones operating system on it. I'm sure it's possible.
0: It's if you think about the very basics of it, it's essentially applied math.
1: Well, that's that's what intel intellectual property is, and uh, actually Apple just sued htc for some patent they had in 1999 it's it's about it's about phones they've been trying to sue htc for a while so basically it attacks android phones and it's it's all all over bad i don't really literally remember much of it because i skimmed through the article but apple has been going around and suing everybody that is because android is is now the most used mobile operating system and apple's scared so they're suing everybody well while they're suing everybody uh, Google is is gaining more ground. I don't know what the hell they're doing, but
0: Apple's essentially using the court system as an economic weapon.
1: It's well, they've always done that. They're, they're always and it's no different than when they stole the original GUI for for, for the for, I think it was for the Lisa, for the Apple Lisa, and it, it had graphical user interface which they stole from the people who created it at Xerox, and then. Bill Gates stole it and put it in Windows. And Steve Jobs, and I'm not quoting, I might be quoting the actual event, but I'm also quoting a movie called Pirates of Silicon Valley. It's a really good movie. you should all, you should check it out. Basically, Bill Gates says, his character says, "You're mad because you're mad because I stole it. Well, it's like we both had this had this rich neighbor, Xerox, who always left their door unlocked and you went in to steal a TV and you're, and you're mad because you found out that I stole the TV first.
0: If you think about it, Apple X, it kind of in a way, the same way EA does, take an idea and milk it to death.
1: Apple, you know that they tried to, they tried to patent a function for iOS where you slide to unlock. They tried to patent a hand gesture. That's ridiculous. So, so are they going to go to Home Depot and every slide lock for your door is patented by Apple, Apple Computer, because it's a slide motion? It's an unlock. They could, yeah, Apple could sell iLocks for $6,000. And people and sheep would buy it. So, the light bulb efficiency, what's going on with that? Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: in 2007, Bush signed into legislation a law that required all light bulbs in 2012 to be 25% more efficient. Well,. Since the light bulb technology for traditional incandescence has been the same for nearly 100-plus years since Edison initially, I'm not exactly sure if I could say an event or took the idea. I haven't read up all on it, but...
1: Well, he did, um... Well, you can say one of the three, one of the two or three guys that did it. You could say Tesla, you could say Edison. I mean, one of those guys did.
0: Yeah, or at least they co-opted in the, in the idea. I'm not exactly sure on that. I would have to read on it more. But... Because of that solid-state design, there's no real way to improve on its efficiency. So this law essentially forced obsolescence on the light bulb. Well, about, I think about a month ago from here, uh, Congress uh, denied that bill's funding. So the law, it's one of the laws that's on the books, but it can't be enforced because it has no money to enforce it with.
1: Those light bulbs are filled with oxidized mercury or something. Didn't you say that once,
0: uh, that's that's the swirly lights and yes that white oxide that's in them is is mercuric oxide which
1: and so if they're if they're if they're flipping out about light bulbs uh, no sorry they're not they're flipping out about a little bit of mercury from thermometers in, or in schools they evacuate an entire school because there's mercury but hey let's just install these light bulbs with merc- mercuric oxide that's what if that breaks
0: and before you grade us on this uh, that's the same with lead Lead by itself, though toxic, is not readily harmful unless you inhale it in your lungs or in- or or in- inject it.
1: I mean, that's just like like the the ban on carbon fiber. Remember that the they're trying to ban carbon fiber because it's cancerous and it's similar to asbestos. I'm.
0: Yeah, they've wanted the, they've wanted the the EPA has wanted to lump that in with asbestos because of that. It has the same mechanical property as asbestos.
1: Carbon fiber is great for cars. I don't know why they'd want to. That's that's ridiculous. But you know, whatever.
0: And it, and apparently, and apparently, they banned it from Iran because Iran can make nuclear weapons using it.
1: Out of carbon fiber.
0: Uh, the refining process can be uh, improved using carbon fiber.
1: Are they gonna refine carbon fiber and combine it with plutonium or what? I
0: mean. No, use the carbon fiber to help. I'm not exactly sure how it works. It's it's a centrifuge of some type, but the higher temperatures can be handled with carbon fiber, and it makes them more efficient.
1: So, our last tech story, um, handheld gaming. I brought up a point, because I live with Phil, we, we're, we're roommates, and uh, we do this in our spare time because we're idiots. But, I brought up the point that handheld gaming is in a way dead, because... And I'll give you my points, and then Phil can give you his points, and then we can all act like adults and talk about it, because we were arguing about this last night, but everybody has, everybody's getting a smartphone. Everybody either has a cheap Android phone, a Windows mobile phone, or an iPhone, or a Blackberry, or, or some kind of phone, and then you've got kids who their parents probably have a family plan, and they already have phones, so why not get your kid a cheap smartphone? So, you know, because you can play games on it. And then you don't have to spend two or $300 on, on the Nintendo 3DS, which has very little games for it. I don't care what anybody says. And then the PlayStation Vita, which is probably... It, it's going to be like the PSP and, and have barely anything decent, in my opinion. And the handheld gaming market has gotten better in the last two years. I mean, you got first-person shooters and you have racing games and you have some pretty decent games. It's not little stupid Flash games anymore. They're... they're you got games for the iPad and all that, and I think that handheld gaming as a whole is, I think it's kind of dying.
0: Which, okay, which my points bring up, uh, there are going to be parents that will buy their kids the DS or the PSP just now, just for exclusively for the games. If the same games, uh, oh, jeez, I hope there's no Nintendo fans here. Don't don't choke me over this. Um, If the same games that Nintendo produced and Sony produced on their handhelds, were allowed to be released on the iPhone, the, the Androids, and all that. Well, actually, guarantee-
1: Sony made a PSP Android phone, so in a way, kind of more towards Sony, but, uh... Was, the, was that the go? I think it was the Xperia Play. The Sony Xperia it, Play is Android-based, which... and it's a PSP phone. So. Yeah,
0: well, I know the Go flopped, but I'm not sure about the other one.
1: The Xperia Play just came out. but um, No, I'm interested, Phil. Um,
0: I got You're going to get diehard fans like me. With thick, and thick
1: nostalgia goggles.
0: Oh, thick? About a half an inch thick. Thickest glasses you could ever buy. Uh, you'll get the still buying the systems just because we want to play our favorite games on it, where for general purpose, like I was just shopping here about two hours ago and I watched a couple literally they had their grocery list on their phones and they pulled out their phone, flipped it up and I saw one person do like eight different things so fast I couldn't even read his phone. And, and that was more than that. I watched another guy who was doing carts. He was organizing what what his route was with his phone as a Meyer employee. Well, like
1: I said, though, smartphones are not phones anymore. They're they're computers with a phone function.
0: And Yeah, and I'm starting to see that, is that it's not just the phone. I, I thought my little phone was a Swiss Army knife with a calculator and an MP3 player in it. Mine's a piece of crap compared to what they can do now.
1: Speaking of phones, though, the, the, the Samsung Galaxy Nexus is out, and this is a $700 phone. It's supposedly the best Android phone you can get, and if I somehow come into thousand dollars tomorrow, I will go out and buy one. It's, it's, it's an. I think it's amazing. I watched a review on it. It's just you do a lot of stuff with it, and it's really powerful.
0: Oh you know, my! Fa- my favorite comment about any kind of ultra high-end piece of hardware is it should have enough power to open the stargate. And I think this would probably be the first phone that. I, I finally got to look at the specs of it, and I think it's the first phone that could possibly fit that category, or at least warp reality around you.